The following has been recorded at Cairn University. Any reproduction of this recording without the express permission of the university is prohibited. God, God is a, a miracle, a miracle worker. So I am, I'm delighted uh, to be here and, and love, you, love you very much. Thank you for the, the invitation uh, today. While I was teaching at uh, the school, it was Philmont Christian Academy um, here in, in the area, I was, um, I was a ninth grade Bible teacher, got to know a lot of my students, and I had this one student, I'll, I'll name him David, uh, who was uh, struggling with his faith. I mean, lots of students struggle with their faith in high school, and, and David was particularly uh, struggling, had a really hard life. You know, some kids grow up in homes where things are really easy, and some kids just don't. And he was raised in a home that had a lot of issues in it. He was struggling with all the pain with whether or not God was real. And I remember spending years uh, with, with David talking about these issues. And one day he just said to me, he said, I'm just tired. I'm just, I'm just worn out. And... Being a Christian has made me even more worn out because it's just so busy. It's just so busy and busy and busy. You got church, you got youth group, you got Wednesday night, you got mission trip. He says activity after activity after activity. And he said, I just want some rest because I'm tired. And I've been struck particularly over the years by this passage. I'm going to focus on just one aspect of this passage that I have never in my life heard anyone speak to college students or high school students about, and that's that verse 4.11 that encourages them to live a quiet life. And so I decided today, instead of complaining about the fact that no one's ever done this to college students, I'm going to do it today. The bad news about, about David is that he eventually got burned out by the church and has actually walked away from his faith. And I'm afraid that some of you, maybe many of you who've grown up in the context of a lot of church world stuff, have a lot of anxiety about your future. Because you may have pledged allegiance to things that the church has said you should be doing that is nowhere in the Bible. That you have pledged allegiance to, to aspirations about your future, the things that you ought to be doing and should be doing if you're a real serious Christian. But the Bible doesn't say that at all. In fact... And this is crazy. Okay. In fact, the Bible tends to focus on things like this. Make it your ambition, aspire to live a quiet life. What was so fascinating about, about what Paul was telling these Christians in Thessalonica is that he was essentially encouraging them just to Netflix and chill. 
should just love each other and hang out with each other and enjoy one another. In fact, right, you heard it, to, 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 to love one another and to do this and to do this more and more and even more mind-blowing is that he never tells them to change the culture. Never tells them to engage the culture, right? Never tells them to transform the culture. Go get it. Change it. He doesn't do that. What does he say? <laughs> Live a quiet life. So my concern for lots of college students today is that, is that many are stressed out and worried and anxious. And it's killing your joy. It's killing the joy that you should have in the Lord. It's, we just sung about this, right? Seems that the Lord just wants you to keep it simple. Love God, love neighbor, enjoy his creation. That's a lot right there. I had someone email me, and by the way, I'm telling this story because I am sure that this student is not going to come to King's now based on my response. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you the story. Okay? It's not like I'm going to mess it up because I'm positive she's not going to come. So high school student sends me an email and wants to know if the major in religious and theological studies is going to put her on mission. That's a great question. On mission. Anybody have heard that phrase, you got to be on mission? Anybody heard that phrase? You got to be on mission. You got to be on mission, brother. On mission. And I, I, I wrote back and I said, and this is how I know she's not coming. I said, I said, I'm mean, okay? I said, actually, um, we're more interested in having you do things the Bible actually says. Because I just think that for God's people, you should be doing what the Bible says instead of the slogans that people make up that puts pressure on you and makes you think you're failing when you're not. You're perfectly fine doing what God has you doing wherever you are, which is why he says, live a quiet life. Again, it's amazing to think about what Paul was encouraging them to do in Thessalonica. I mean, this place was a metropolis. It was much like cities like New York or Boston or Philadelphia, saturated in, in Greek culture, pagan gods. Uh, the city was, was uh, the stronghold of the worship of Dionysius and Caesar and the god of, of Demeter. Participation in imperial cults was, was massive. Everyone was engaged in, in, in the political framing, so much so that, that decrees of Caesar were considered the decrees of God. The church itself was there in the midst of the city's diversity 
of Jews and Greeks and God-fearers and pagans. The church was in the midst of all of that diversity and was made up of all of those people. The church even faced some persecutions and hardships within the context of that. But Paul doesn't tell them to go out and change that. Instead, he tells them to live a quiet life. So Christians were the minority. They weren't in the mainstream culture because the mainstream culture in that place was caught up in materialism and consumption and wild sexualities. And he tells them to be on mission by doing simply this. Look at verse 3 of chapter 4. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. That is, if you, if you want to know, am I, am I on mission? Am I, am I in God's will? The answer to that question is about you becoming like Christ. It's, it's about your sanctification. It's not about you going out and doing something to make God proud of you or to be Christian famous, to go make a name for yourself for the kingdom. No, 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 it's about your sanctification. That's what it means to be in God's will. So this is what it means. Listen, 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 okay? You don't have to worry about your future. The pressure's off because you can work on your sanctification anywhere. Right? You can work on it in downtown Philadelphia. You can do it in Harrisburg. You can do it in China. You can work on that anywhere. And so God's, God's encouragement for you is to live a quiet life. I read about 10 commentaries on this passage because I knew I was coming to a school where people know their Bible, so you got to make sure you're on point because you know how people do, right? You make one little mistake. You mistranslate a chi, and they're like, well, <laughs> don't go to King's College. Y'all know their Bible. Dude. That professor came in, he had a PhD, blah, 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 right? What was so fascinating, what was so fascinating is that, is that when, I, when I looked at all these commentaries about this passage, only about two or three of them even commented on the quiet life part. They went right to the work part, right? Right? Went right to the work part. No, 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 wait, wait. I'm like, wait, what about the quiet life part? So this is what it meant to live a quiet life in Thessalonica. Many of them, after they came to faith, left some of their social and religious and, civ and, and civic obligations. They, they decided to step out of public controversies. They decided to avoid political agitation. I mean, after all, Paul in Acts 17 went into a synagogue preaching Christ. Jews stirred up some trouble against them, started a, a bit of a riot there. They were not in any sort of obnoxious way to call attention to themselves. They were to live quietly. They were to be 
quiet and a culture that was different than theirs. Can you imagine what it would look like if Christians were not on social media? Engaged in public controversies. Can you imagine what it would be like if Christians were not caught up in all of the, 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 the public talk and all the stirring up of, of useless controversies? Could you imagine what it would be like if, if, if you were to aspire to be quiet? We don't tell high school and college students to be quiet, to seek that quiet life. It has never been a theme at a youth conference. I don't understand why that is. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, being quiet might be better for your mental health. Check, out, check this out. Here's some, here's some data. Here's some data. I'm a nerd. So I, got, I got to do data. More than 60% of college students say that they have experienced overwhelming anxiety in the past year, according to a new report by the American College Health Association. 60%. Over 40% said they have felt depressed and have had difficulty functioning. Between 2009 and the spring of 2015, the number of, of college students who visited their college campus counseling centers increased more than 30%, while enrollment climbed only about 5%. And, to make matters worse, much of that anxiety is correlated with social media activity. As a recent University of Pennsylvania study found, the less you use social media, the less likely you are to experience loneliness and depression. Maybe living a, 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 a quiet life, unplugging, detaching, stepping back from all of the... the the stuff happening in Thessalonica around you. Maybe, maybe just stepping back from that and, and just being who God wants you to be, loving each other, will set you free. And then the passage continues. It, it also has this phrase, not, not only should, should you aspire to, to live a life that's quiet, it also says you should mind your own business. Not a lot of commentaries had much to say because that's pretty clear. Mind your business. What had happened is that, 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 they, had, that they, were, they were living in such close community. And for those of you who know what it's like to be in sort of small Christian community, people meddle in other people's business. And people were, were, they were, they were busy bodies. And part of that, that busyness is, is, is some people struggling to find meaning in the busyness. This is one of the advantages of, 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 of being united to Christ is that you don't have to find meaning in the busy bodiness. You don't have to find meaning in the stuff, your major, your career, your, 
your friend's next-door neighbor's relationship. Like, you don't have to find meaning in causing trouble. You don't have to find meaning in any of those things because you're primarily identified as a son or daughter of the living God because you've been united to Christ and you are empowered and possessed by the Holy Spirit. So you don't have to find meaning in mess. Do you know how, well, some of you do, so this is a rhetorical question, but I, I'm about to get like three nods. I don't nod too, too hard because I don't want to expose anybody, but do you know how hard it is to date somebody at a Christian college? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been in this world a long time, okay? This is what happens. This is what happens, right? You are with, fellas, you're with a girl, right? You're just walking across campus, and there are four people like. (laughs) Right? Right? You can't even say hello. They're like, oh my God, are they going to get married? Are they getting married? Are they, are they going to get, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, right? And then, and then, and then, and then, this is about to get real, right? If you're a minority student, check this out. Don't, hold up, wait, watch, watch this, watch this, watch this, right? If a, if a minority male is talking to a minority female, right? Y'all make such a great couple. Maybe y'all be so cute together, Right? Mind your own business. Leave people alone, right? If, 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 if people, if people want to date each other, let them go, right? There's some people trying to get a spouse before they get out of here. It's hard. It's hard to date somebody in a, in a Christian community. I mean, well, listen, you, you end up, you, you know, right, right? Uh, maybe this is only at my school, right? So the guy dates the girl, but he's actually dating the whole apartment, <laughs> right? Or the whole floor, the whole dorm. Right? Meddling, minding business in there, and there's some of you who aren't dating right now. I know this for probably two people, Right? Because you just don't want the drama of everybody all up in your business. Yeah, 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 I know this. And so, and so what, what, what Paul is saying is if, if you really love each other, you will mind your own business, right? No, no subtweeting, <laughs> no creating memes about so what somebody said in class, right? None of this backdoor character assassination, none of the gossip, none of the spread rumors about what so-and-so did or what might be doing, none of that, right? Mind your own business. That's, that's, that's what it says. Don't get mad at me. (laughs) 
So this text is really intended to set you free. Because it's, 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 it's really difficult, for example, in a context like Thessalonica or maybe even here in the U.S. when, when you're, because this is the other side, right? When you're encouraged to mind your own business, but you keep putting all your business out there. Right? Right? You're putting it on TikTok, right? It, it's, on, it's on Instagram. It's, right, right? Right? It's on set. You're putting your business out there, and then you're like, why do people in my business? <laughs> That's because you put it out there. So, so on the one hand, you can't complain that people are all up in your business, but then you putting your business out there. So money on business is a bit of a two-way street. Right? So, so again, quietness is the encouragement here. And so finally what this means, really, is that, is that if, if you take this seriously, Paul's encouragement in the context of, of, of a culture that's debaucherous and pagan to actually be quiet and, and to mind your own business and to do that so that outsiders can see it, what it really means for us is that none of us are second class. That there is not a single second class Christian in this room. If you don't ever end up on the school's website, who cares? If you don't ever end up on the cover of the alumni magazine, if you don't get invited to all the really important you know, lunches with the donors, right? If nobody ever says a word to you, you are not second class. Right? Because, check this out, according to the text, if you, if you aspire to live a quiet life and mind your own business, you are hugely successful. So, so, so to be countercultural in a context like ours in 2020 and moving forward is to actually swim upstream and be quiet and be free. So you can be a mechanic or a school teacher or an accountant or a software engineer and go, you can go move to Harris, you can go move to Lancaster and have a bunch of kids, love your neighbor, coach softball, baseball, bath, whatever, and that's fine. Why is that? Because if you live a quiet life and mind your own business, you are actually the definition, at least what this text says, of success. You are thriving. And what's so fascinating about what this text says is it, is, 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 is it, it ties it to, right? It ties it to at the end there of... Uh, Verse 12 is that so that you may walk properly before outsiders. So this is what this means for this school. I mean, think about this, right? A high school student who's thinking about coming to this school should see, first of all, according to this text, the love that you have for each other. 
it should be just oozing, right? They should walk up and be like, what is wrong with this place, right? In fact, in fact, a non, non-Christian should be beaten down the door to get in here, right? Why is that? Because these students are weird, man. They all loving on each other. They enjoy one another. They encourage each other, listen, bear each other's burdens. They're praying for each other. They're not gossiping, no slander, none of this. They're not doing any of that. They're loving each other. I want some of that. And they're quiet. Why are they just sitting around just hanging out and, 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 and not being involved in all the arguments on, on social media about all kinds of stuff? Why are they just, what, this is weird. I want to get in. I want, I want some of that. Right? So, so someone from the outside should come and say, oh, my gosh, like, this is such a, 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 a strange place. And the encouragement here seems that Paul intimates that, that, that God is going to do something with our quietness. That God is going to work on the boundaries to do whatever it is that God is going to do as we live a quiet life and mind our own business. Imagine, just imagine what it would, would be like for this to be a place where outsiders come and say, how come these students are not stressed out like all the other college students are? How come this is a place where students don't have all the anxieties that all the other college students across America have? Why is it that this, on this place people are full of joy and they sleep for eight or ten hours a night? Why are they so centered and, 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 and grounded? Why is that? Well, the answer to that question is actually in verse Four of chapter one. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit with full conviction. You know what kind of men we are proved to be among you for your sake. So it's because you are loved by God. It is because of the, the power of the gospel itself. It is because of the, the power of the Holy Spirit that rests in you that you are free. You are totally free to be quiet and to mind your own business. So may you be totally and completely free to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be wherever that is and whatever that may be, without any pressure, without any extra burdens, because God has already designated you a massively, lovingly, smashing success. Live a quiet life. Let's pray together.
Father, I thank you so much for these men and women. I pray that you would release them today of any anxiety, any pressure, any burdens that they have to be what someone else said they should be rather than what you said they should be. Father, may this community be different. May they be set free today to love one another with reckless abandon and show the world what it means to be united to Jesus Christ. Bless them and keep them this day, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.